Welcome to New Dentists on the Block, a podcast featuring new dentists sharing their experiences in the world of dentistry, successes, challenges, and life in between, navigating dentistry together one experience at a time. So excited to share this conversation with someone that I spoke with at Voices of Dentistry. Though not a new dentist, Dr. Dennis Hartlieb offers an excellent opportunity for hands-on learning education through his platform, DOT. Dr. Dennis Hartlieb is a graduate of the University of Michigan School of Dentistry and maintains a full-time practice committed to cosmetic and restorative dentistry in the Chicago suburb of Glenview, Illinois. Dr. Hartlieb is an instructor at the Center for Aesthetic Excellence in Chicago and is formerly an adjunct associate professor at the Marquette University School of Medicine in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Dr. Hartlieb has authored numerous articles on restorative and aesthetic dental techniques. He is an accredited member of the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry, American Academy of Aesthetic Dentistry, a member of the American Academy of Restorative Dentistry, the American Dental Association, the American College of Dentists, and the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. He is the founder of Dental Online Training, DOT, an online hands-on training program for dentists, dental auxiliaries, and dental students. Dr. Hartlieb is also an examiner for the AACD accreditation process. I have followed Dr. Hartlieb for a few years now and have also participated with some courses on DOT, which is an awesome platform if you haven't checked it out. Dr. Hartlieb and I had the opportunity to talk about his experience in dentistry and what DOT has to offer. Let's get to it. Welcome everyone to New Dentist on the Block. I'm very excited to have Dr. Dennis Hartlieb with us today. Uh, not a not-so-new dentist, not but so new. somebody who has a lot to share to for new dentists um, and who will talk a little bit about his platform with uh, DOT and a little bit about his story. So I'm going to send it over to Dr. Hartley. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, so I've been practicing in the Chicago area for about 35 years. I was also on faculty at Marquette Dental School for about 25 years. Oh, cool. So I have really a very strong place in my heart for, for dental students and for young dentists. So uh, my, my practice is a restorative practice. I don't, do any, I don't do any surgery. I restore teeth, I restore implants. Um, and then that I've been doing over the years and I have a, principally a cosmetic-based practice, though I do still do some res general restorative dentistry. I started dental online training about five years ago, six years ago. And my concept was I've been teaching hands-on courses a lot through Cosmodent, if people use Cosmodent materials and I've done other, other stuff. And I love teaching and I love teaching hands-on courses because what I like about hands-on courses is it's immediate, mm -hmm. right? When you, when you give a presentation, when, you, when you're just giving up a lecture, you're not really sure how much people are really taking in. Right. And for me as a learner, I learn so much better by actually getting materials in my hands and then working with them and then giving, getting feedback on, on what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. So I love doing hands-on programs. Uh, back in 2016, I was doing a hands-on program. We had about 15 dentists. And usually when you're teaching a hands-on program, people are sort of like in a bell curve. You got, you got really advanced students, and they're mm -hmm. literally always in the front row. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the middle of the bell curve, and they are literally in the middle rows. And then you have the laggards, the people who just aren't familiar with the information, and they are always in the back row. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it really is that bell curve. This particular course had a really weird curve to it. We had three really excellent students that were right in front of us. And the other dozen students or so really had almost no experience with anterior composites. And so it was one of the more, most challenging courses I've ever taught because I couldn't go slow enough for the people who were really accelerated. 
I'm sorry, I couldn't go slow enough right, for the sure. people who, who didn't have it. much information, right, who needed it. And I couldn't go fast enough for the accelerated people. Uh-huh. And I was so disappointed at the end of the course. I went and had a had a beer with a colleague of mine who's an IT guy, a friend of mine. And I told him, you know, it isn't that the people, you know, the laggards, it's not that they're dumb. It's just that they're not familiar with the material. And I, I said, I can guarantee if I was in their office, I know they could get this information. It's not not that difficult. And it was actually through our conversation where we decided, well, why don't we make it available for people to do in the comfort of their own practice? And then as we talked more and more, and as I, as I started developing the concept, I wanted to develop hands-on learning that was affordable. Because, you know, if you take courses that so you come out to Spear, you go out to Cosmonet, you go to Coise, wherever, there are thousands, thousands of dollars. And as a young dentist, I'm very sensitive to the fact that many of these young dentists are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, right? Yeah. Literally up to half debt a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And so then to take off the time, to pay for travel, to pay for the, the course itself. If you're an associate, maybe maybe your boss will pay it for you, you know, the owner practice, but maybe not. It's a lot of money, it's time away, and it's time when you could be practicing dentistry and, and earning an income. So I wanted to make something that was easy for people to be able to access and for people to be able to learn at their own pace without the expense of travel. So essentially my concept was let's do hands-on learning for people in the comfort of their own home. So we have pre-recorded courses. Say, say you want to learn how to do an invisible class four. Mm-hmm. So you sign up with our DOT stuff. We send you a kit that has the same model that I'm going to be working on, the same opaquers, the same tit, tints, the same composites, same burrs. And then I show the technique step-by-step through my microscope. And then when you get your kit, you open up the, um, the web page and you go to that course and you follow along step by step. And at any point, you can, you can write in a question, you can upload photos and get feedback. It's not real time because I'm not on the computer or right. accessible, right. but I'll, I'll, I answer questions usually at the end of the day or the next day and help participants get better at the de- dentistry that they're doing without the expense that you have when you go to a, you know, to a live in-person course. Yeah, the platform is very comprehensive. Uh, I had the opportunity of, of trying out the platform a few years ago. I, I, th- I don't know if it was when y'all launched, but I won an Instagram um, giveaway, and that was really cool. And so I got to tinker a little bit with the platform. And it is really cool to see how much it's grown. And I like to see that there are also some live opportunities um, and you provide feedback during that time as well, too? Yeah. So what's what's sort of moved on from just having the on-demand courses, now we're doing several live courses. So this year, 2023, we have five live virtual courses. So from the comfort of, again, of your own, you know, your own kitchen or your own dental practice, uh, we send you the kits, and then they're either a two-day course or a one-day course. And we do everything from six direct composite veneers to veneer uh, preparation design. We're doing a posterior course for the first time this year. Uh, we do a worn dentition course. So mm-hmm. if you're dealing with patients with worn yeah. teeth. That's, would... that's a great, the CPR for the worn dentition was probably one of the first ones that I, I watch uh, with the DOT program. And it's it's really good. Really, I'm very really good. proud of that course. And uh, this is, I say my, any technique that I'm, that I'm teaching is information I've stolen from other people. And it's an amalgamation of what I learned from Frank Spear with facially generated treatment planning, uh, Jeff Rouse and Bill Robbins with global airway. diagnosis mm-hmm. and, and some of the airway stuff right from Jeff Rouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddy Mopper with all his bonding ah, techniques. Yes. Yeah. Corky Wilhite, who was the first person who introduced me to tra- transitional bonding uh, almost 20 years ago. So all these people, I've been just sort of bringing their information together, Dawson, all that stuff, and bringing it into one course 
to help dentists safely treat patients who have worn teeth because we're all seeing it's epidemic in our practices. Oh, absolutely. And it is so nice that you can do it from, you know, the comfort of your practice, the comfort of your home. If you have uh, that technology right. at home, I, I have a set of um, hand pieces at home that I can, I can run you and it, you literally can do it from your kitchen. That's in many of our participants are sitting in, you know, sitting in the living room or their kitchen doing, yeah, so doing the hands-on. You don't have to take time away from your practice and from your home life. You right. just have to make a little bit of time um, to to take some of these courses. Another thing that I really like about these courses is um, they are PACE. You, you have a PACE certification. We do. Yep. We're, so AGD PACE, if you're in the AGD and you're working towards your master's. Yeah. yeah. So the, those live classes that you take, those live hands-on classes uh, will likely count for hands-on participation is yeah exactly and so we worked with the AGD and we're doing some courses with the AGD but we wanted to make sure that we're fulfilling all the obligations that the AGD asked for to make sure that these courses then are um, allowed for the hands-on workshops yeah that, that's awesome that's really really cool where do you see the future of DOT going Boy, we're just expanded. So uh, we we started doing some TMJ stuff because we were getting a lot of questions about um, working with occlusion. And the way I was trained, I was trained at Michigan, just sort of understanding the teeth, but not the joints so much, right? Even though I work with an articulator, um, it wasn't until I sort of started learning from Dawson and people like Jim McKee, who teaches out at Spear, about sort of joint-based occlusion. So Jim McKee's come on and he's doing a number of courses for us, understanding joint-based occlusion, why we should be taking CBCTs of our patients if we have questions about patients with joints, understanding MRIs and how to read MRIs, how to read CBCTs of the joints, and then being able to understand how to do the dentistry based on that. That's so much more beyond what we learn in dental school. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. I, I, I would argue that you don't get a whole lot of that. Um, one, I would say that uh, it's difficult to articulate. It's difficult sure. to understand from yeah. a student perspective. Um, and so I think having qualified people to teach that is difficult to find. And so, you know, trainings like at, at Dawson or one of the other continuing education uh, continuums, I think, is, is really, really huge. But it's great to hear that you're incorporating some of that um, to uh, DOT for those who maybe want to learn more of that, but at, at this precise moment, they're unable to, you know, get away from their family and get away from their practice. Exactly. And I think the other thing, my, I mean, I don't ever, I would never want online or virtual learning to replace in-person learning, right? right? I, I think in-person learning is critical. It's how, how I learn best. But I think if someone can have a certain amount of knowledge in their pocket, so when they walk in and they go to take a course and say they're going to spend several thousand dollars, if they already understand what an MRI is, if they know how to get the basic readings in MRI, then you go out, then, you, then you're really accelerating your learning. If you understand composite materials, what's the difference between a hybrid, a nanofill, and a microfill? If you understand the layering and you've, and you've played around with the materials a little bit, then you go and take a hands-on course, you're going to be so much more ahead of the game, right? Because you're not going to be fiddling around trying to understand the right. basics. You mm -hmm. can start thinking more advanced in your concepts. So I, so we're looking at doing, or we are doing now, we're, we've already filmed several um, TMJ stuff. Cool. And then we're also going to be doing some removable. Nice. Yeah. That's, so, that's huge. There is not, so I, I work in public health and I do a ton of removable and there is not enough there are not enough uh, continuing education courses or resources available to teach uh, on removal. There are a few people do, who are doing it excellently and uh, some older stuff as well, but nothing nothing like that. Yeah. As I can envision what you're maybe hoping to bring to your platform, and I don't think there's anything like that available. Not that I've seen. I mean, I'm pretty excited about it because it's a topic that it's sort of like the, you know, say the 
it's the ugly cousin. It's a, it's a thing people don't want to talk <laughs> right. about. They, no one wants to teach it. No one wants to discuss discuss it. No one, you know, I think that it needs more attention because the reality is a certain part of the population, certain percentage of population cannot afford dental right. implants for missing yep. teeth. And it is what it is. And there are certain population where dental implants have failed or they're not good, you know, good, good people for, for implants. So we need to make sure that our removable techniques are, are awesome. And we have, you know, such great information out there. It's just need to be shared in a good right. way. Yes. So we're looking to start filming that in 2023 as all. Well. That's awesome. And, you know, many have mentioned and have shared that dentures is a, is, can be foundational towards a smile design. If Absolutely. you understand dentures, you understand uh, occlusion and dentures, you will be better when designing or, or doing, you know, like a smile makeover. That, I, I love setting denture teeth. I don't do dentures anymore. My, my partner does that in the practice, but I love setting denture teeth because you got to you got to control the aesthetics. Yeah. And so I'd send my they'd send the wax up. I'd, I'd do my wax rim. I'd order the teeth. I would set the anteriors wow. and I would do it cheer side where the cool. patient was there. And it was I'd have them preset, then patient come in and then I would start rearranging. And it was it, it was a great experience for the patient because they could see what the art that was right. going into it. Right. And it was real time. I could start looking at subtleties and changing angle, angulation and, and shape. And I loved it. And so um, I think it's really important for for dentists to understand this is so critical for our understanding right. of aesthetics. Yeah. I, I do quite a few dentures of uh, being in public health, um, but setting teeth is not my strength. <laughs> It's it took hard. A while. It's hard to manipulate uh, the wax and, and the teeth, um, but that's that's so exciting. Um, going back a little bit towards uh, continuing education for a new dentist who's coming out of practice, what would be the best advice or the greatest advice that you would give to them? The, the advice that I got early on, and I, I pass that along, is get solid in occlusion. You know, and I mean, aesthetics is awesome. That's uh, you know, implants and aesthetics. That's all super sexy, but none of that's successful if you don't have a good basis in occlusion. And so whether you're going through Spear or Coise or Dawson or Panky or any other, you know, learning program, get really under, get a good foundation in occlusion. I do believe that joint-based occlusion is critical, mm -hmm. understanding that starting in the joint, if you have, if you have a displaced disc in the joint, that's going to change the occlusion. We, if you've been practicing more than a year, you've had situations where patients have come in where they've said they can't open their mouth right, where they're limited opening or they haven't been able to close. Right. Understanding joint leads you to being a better dentist, right? Secondly, I think getting into airway, I think airway is critical. Mm -hmm. um, the more that I practice, the more that I see airway is going to be foundation into the dentistry that we're doing. That's where I would start out. I think that especially understanding occlusion and joint-based occlusion, I think that's critical for any dentist coming out and the rest of it, you'll just add on, you'll be more successful doing other, the, the other procedures if you have a strong basis in occlusion. That's excellent advice. And the, those two areas, I, I feel are two areas are, are not taught well enough in dental school. And and great areas where you can build, and those are areas that I'm definitely still uh, learning about myself um, as as a new dentist. And one one other thing I oh, would suggest, ahead. yeah, and I was just thinking about this. Uh, photography is critical uh, in dentistry yes. today, and whether you're going to be using your your iPhone, which which is great, and I think there's some great uh, add-ons to your iPhone to make your images even better. Or if you want to get a deeper dive into photography using a 35 millimeter camera, an SLR, regardless, you need to document your cases. When I grew up in dentistry, x-rays were king, right? You had, to, you had to protect yourself from malpractice with x-rays. 
I will tell you, I think it's even more critical today with photographs. Uh, as we're doing more and more cosmetic dentistry, as we're making changes for appearance-related issues in dentistry, you have to be able to take good photographs. You have to be able to protect yourself. And it also allows you to start having a conversation with patients right. about their smiles and about their teeth. I mean, it's what I love to do. I love helping patients with their smiles. I love appearance-related dentistry. It all starts with a photograph. And it's amazing how often, and just actually just uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, I was had a new patient. They came in related to a single tooth issue. And before we were done, after we showed their photos and we looked at their photos, all of a sudden they realized that there are multiple teeth in their, in their smile that they don't like. Mm -hmm. And once we started talking about it, they led the conversation. Because they would say, well, what about this tooth? How come that tooth is on an angle? What can we do about that? And so it opens up a conversation. And in my experience, where I failed early on is I would do one tooth. And if the patient didn't have a nice smile, they'd be like, eh, okay. But if, if we're able to give patients a nice smile, it changes everything. Now, they may not want to do everything, and that's okay. But if they only want to concentrate on one tooth, that's fine as long as they recognize there's other things that are going on right. that are going to take away from the effect of the smile. And as long as they're okay with that, that's cool. Right. But it's nice to give them the opportunity to have a conversation about it. What a great tool to help increase patient communication. Oh, without question. It's the most important tool. Oh, I, I, I would agree with that. And it's a great way to evaluate your own work. If you want to learn how, how to do better dentistry, take photographs of your dentistry mm -hmm. and then force yourself to look at it. And I will Critique tell you, it's it. hard for me to still look at my photographs. I've been doing this a long time. And, you know, the more you learn, the more you see. And the more you see, the harder it is to execute it sometimes. Uh, but that's how I've gotten better at my dentistry is forcing myself to look at my dentistry. When I do any anterior composites, still to today, I, I take photos of every step, every layering step. That's great. So that when I finish, if it didn't come out right... I can take a look back and see where did I miss it? What step did I miss it on? Mm. Did I push the dentin too much? Did I, um, was there a problem with my palatal shell? Did I not opaque enough? Did I push it too much in, in value? But it helps me get better at doing the next case I'm going to do. So I would say photography is critical also. That, that's huge. And actually now I have another question. For, for a case um, like CPR for the Warren Dentition, mm -hmm. wh what does that look like chair time wise for you? So CPR for the worn dentition, I, I call it concept to prototype to restoration. My experience many years ago, I had a, I had a, a worn case that I needed to treat both arches. Mm -hmm. Upper and lower arches need to be treated. Patient consented to treatment. We did provisionals on the upper arch. The patient came back and said, I don't want to do the lower, lower arch. Well, the whole treatment is dependent on doing both arches. It's almost like doing, well, I can do your, the tires on the left side, right. but the right side, right tires, I got to leave them. And no matter of me trying to convince the patient, she said, I'm only doing the, the upper arch. And so the case became just, it, 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 was, it was fine. It was fine. I was completely disappointed by it. Mm. Um, I don't know how well it lasted. The patient didn't stay in the practice. So I don't know how, well, how long it lasted, sure. but I would consider probably not very long. So it was after that case, I said, I got to protect myself. Right. And one of the things as you practice more and more dentistry, we will all run into the cases where we'll say, I wish I'd never started treating this patient, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And so my, my thought with concept for the worn dentition or CPR for the worn dentition, we go from the concept that is sort of like the design. It could be an analog design, a digital design. It's a design of what you want the teeth to look like. And as I explain to patients, I say, look, this is like a car. If, if you're going to get a, a brand new car, wouldn't you want to have that car tested? 
right. by the manufacturer, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Right. And so what they do is they make prototypes. And I explain to patients, I grew up in Detroit. My dad worked for General Motors. He built cars on the assembly line for General Motors. And they would build a prototype and they would run the prototype to make sure that it worked. So for worn dentition cases, I will build up the case and composite. So aesthetically and functionally so that we can open the vertical dimension. We can create the aesthetics that we want. And we make sure that the patient can tolerate it that we're not also all, all of a sudden introducing a lisp into their speech, mm -hmm. right? And functionally, we can have them test drive it for several months and make sure that we're not gonna have failures, right? We're looking for, we're, we're not looking for success as much as we're looking for failures. Right, right. Because if we find failure, then maybe there's something wrong with the occlusal scheme that I've built in, right? Mm -hmm. I can change it, right? Make changes to it. And patients fundamentally understand that. Right. What's also great is, let's say it's a full mouth reconstruction. And, and usually when you have worn dentition cases, it's both arches. The patients can then budget the case. So there's a certain amount to pay for the, for the prototypes. They're, they're bonded on their individual teeth. And then they can leave those indefinitely. Wow. And then they could say, all right, we have, the, we have the aesthetics that we like. We have the bite that we like. Now we can say, let's replace a 6 through 11 with ceramics. And we'll leave the posterior units in the lower for this year. And then next year, why don't we do the upper right? Following year, we can do the upper left or follow along as a patient wants. Or we can do it all in ceramics and just get it done. Or for a good portion of my population, they leave the transitional bonding. They say, you know what? I like the prototypes. Yeah. It doesn't have the best polish because it's just a hybrid or a nanofill composite. But they're thrilled with it because now they, they can chew well, right. they're functioning so much yeah. better, they look so much better, Yeah, right? It's a, it's a big change for them. It's a big change. And so, you know what, for, for, so for me, it's, it's really, I've been able to do full mouth reconstructions with composites that's reversible because on most of those cases, I don't touch the teeth with a burr. Mm, I wow. literally clean yeah. the teeth, sandblast them. It's all them. additional. It's all additional. That's great. I'll that's go over huge. restorations, I'll bond to old crowns, I'll bond to old amalgams. Uh, I, I don't care. I just want to make it all additive because I've had three patients in all these years who have not liked it. And I've been able to literally subtract it, it mm. and bring them back to where they were, bring their occlusion back to where they were, remove any of the anterior binding. Um, and it's, it's very few of all the cases I've done. It's only been a few, mm -hmm. but it's been nice to be able to take it off right. and give them their money back and say, okay. It didn't work. It didn't we work. tried it. Yep. Wow. That's and thank excellent. God I didn't go into prepping the teeth with provisionals. Right. Right. right? That, yeah. That you can't go back from there. Once you put the burr on the tooth, man, it's a, it's a marriage. Yeah. And yeah. You're, and yeah. And you're, you're married to the patient too. And you know, 50% of marriages end up in divorces, well, I say. So <laughs> and with patients pick your that, marriages uh, wisely. <laughs> yeah. And pick your patients that, wisely. Yeah, and, yeah. and it really does give you an opportunity to see if this is a patient that's really going to be, you know, that's going to work well. And there's been patients that I haven't wanted to go to the ceramics. Because I just don't, I don't want to do with the nuances of the patient. So mm -hmm. I encourage them to stay right. with the transitional bonding because I'm nervous of right. getting into that next layer with right. them. Yeah. I, I think that's an excellent thought process. And, and hopefully our listeners will want to learn more. And if they do want to connect with you further, uh, what's the best way to do so? So you can check out our website. It's dothandson.com. So it's all one word, dothandson.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Hartlieb, H-A-R-T-L-I-E-B-D-D-S. Uh, that's on Instagram, and I, Facebook's probably the same. Who knows? Um, and if you just want to email me directly, it's HartliebDDS at D-O-T-Hands-On.com. The Instagram is excellent um, if you want to start there to find out more about D-O-T. Uh, I think there's excellent pearls on there, and, and you all give um, some some frequent seminars in CE 
com complimentary. I think there's one coming we up. We do, yeah. Besides um, doing our webinars and or doing our, our courses, we have uh, like a monthly webinar that we do where we invite people in or I'll do a live demonstration of a technique. Uh, we also have a study club. We meet uh, one Friday a month. In fact, this morning before Voice of the Dentistry, I was doing my study club. Awesome. So we have a number of uh, members who join in and then we treatment plan. People will bring cases in or I'll bring a, an interesting case that I've just been working on and we'll just sort of walk through the details of that. Very cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully our listeners will want to uh, find out more. And thank you so much for your time, uh, Dr. Hartlieb. And um, tune in next time for another episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of New Dentists on the Block. If you would like to connect with Dr. Hartlieb, you can find him on Instagram at HartleyDDS. You can also follow him through his platform, Dental Online Training, at Dental Online Training. If you'd like to check out a course with DOT and Dr. Hartlieb, they're having a CPR for the Warren Dentition on May 25th and 26th. For more information, check out the website, dothandson.com. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms. Would love if you would leave a review of the podcast. If you have a new dentist you would like to recommend for the podcast, be sure to send an Instagram message to at new on the block. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at tsmyestas.dds. We'll catch you next time.